Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. All right, we're actually recording now. We are? We are. Recording. Oh, yeah. The recording has begun. The recording has started. We're here again, guys. It's the Get Geek crew. What's up? I'm Jose. This is Wolfie. AJ. Eli. And this is Walt. And this week, we're going to talk about uh, our least favorite video game movies of all time. But before we get to that, we have a few disclaimers and a giveaway. So first off, if you have uh, any or if you hear any sound issues or artifacts or problems with the audio throughout the podcast, please bear with us. We continue to record remotely to be as safe as possible and to make sure that we uh, beat this coronavirus thing. That apparently is a thing out there right now. So if there's any issues, let us know. Um, We're trying to improve every single week. We have new equipment, so we're doing the best that we can to make it sound as good as possible. Uh, So bear with us, and thank you for that. Uh, Number two, of course, as always, the best way to support the podcast crew, your favorite Get Geek crew, is to like, rate, share, and subscribe on any or all of your favorite podcast platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold. So please, for the support of the podcast, if you really enjoy the content that we put out there, let people know that you enjoy the content that we put out there. That is the best way to spread the Get Geek gospel. We can call it that. Uh, And number three, I said we had three. Number three, we have a giveaway. And Wolfie, would you like to let the audience know All right, so for the uh, giveaway, this week's uh, giveaway for uh, pop number 368, the child commonly referred to by nerds as Baby Yoda, it is Emmanuel Nunez. So congratulations, Emmanuel Nunez. You don't seem to be a super fan. I think this is probably more something for your girlfriend, it seems like, uh, based off of your uh, feed from what I saw. You know, we verify feeds. We make sure that... uh, we have legitimate entrance into our contests, uh, but we don't judge. You know, I hope you or her, most likely her, enjoys it. So congratulations, uh, Emmanuel Nunez, on winning the pop, the child, number 360. Indeed. Baby Yoda is awesome, and everybody can enjoy Baby Yoda. So I hope that they both enjoy it, and that would be freaking awesome. So, all right. Uh, congratulations, Emmanuel Nunez. Thank you for entering the contest. We, we will definitely have more contests f- in the future. Um, so listen in, check out our Instagram feed at Get Geek Podcast, and you can find out more about our future giveaways on our podcast and on those pages. So let's get right to it. Uh, who, who, I think AJ, you said you wanted to, to let us get started or start off for us, I should say. What, yeah, what are sure. we, what are we going to be talking about today though? Exactly. Yeah, no, the, the worst video game movies of all time. A quick reminder again, 
These are the worst. Our our personal picks for the worst video game movies of all time. That is movies that were made from existing video games. So mine is just the worst movie of all time. <laughs> just saying. A lot of these are probably close to the worst like movies. The of all worst. Time. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't let my worst enemy that I wanted to kill by gouging their eyes out with a spoon, watch it. Oh my god. That gosh. type of movie. It's that I, could I feel like really I, bad movies, but like, yeah, this is like, these I are would like rather, annoying. I would rather somebody just take paper cuts and put salt all over me and then rewatch oh my, my movie again. Jeez. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sounds terrible. AJ, you 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 can you can go now, AJ. You can go. <laughs> I told you we should let Walter Starbird. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna finish it off. Like it's the worst. So he's gonna he's it's gonna the absolute leave, worst. Leave the audience with anger, hatred, and and fear, and the dark side. Listen, if I went first, movie. everybody would shut off the podcast. That's how bad it is. Who wants some hate? Saving right it for now, last. Man. Do people want love right now? I don't know. It doesn't matter. This is AJ. This is go go before your, your before Walt uh, pops a blood vessel or something. It's already popped when I watch this movie. <laughs> I hope we can get through this podcast without someone going postal. Gabe, you were here. <laughs> AJ, go on. Okay, so everybody knows and loves the first 90s Mortal Kombat movie, correct? Mortal Kombat! Well, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was pretty good. I'm talking about (laughs) it's... Thank God it's... uh, I'm talking about number two, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, okay. This one was made in 1997. Oh, no boy. I mean, at least the first one, you could have fun with it. But the second one just took the story in places that are like, why? I mean, first, the the first travesty, they, the first travesty that this movie commits is killing Johnny Cage off in the first, in the first like five seconds of the movie unceremoniously. Then you have the, like, I would have it would have made sense if Shinnok was Shao Kahn's dad. You know, you can kind of get why Shao Kahn is as bad as he is, but to make Raiden Shao Kahn's brother, <laughs> this is <so> horrible. <laughs> like that's classic B movie material. Like he's actually your family member. Huh? Does he be classified as a B movie? I mean, this is like a D or a Z or a, or an F. At no, least. it's F. It's an, it's an F, F movie. movie. It's F. a fail. F. All the choices are a failure. Fail. In this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that this is probably not something I should hold against it, but mm-hmm. I no, mean, please do, please do. So mm-hmm. there are actually. I don't know if it was... I don't remember if it was just one, but I know this movie featured Tarkatans, basically Baraka's people. They're just... <laughs> I do remember this. and It was pretty terrible. 
what they did with uh, the swords Brock. they had on their wrists. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like actual cutouts. The special effects were That's pretty bad right. on this movie, too, I remember. But there are movies that could actually pull it off, even at this time. I, I wish I could give you an example, but, like, Game it was literally Thrones, just... It looks like John there was Snow's no... Rubber sword. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely no effort was put into the design of the Tarkatans. Yeah, like, I would tend to think that blades are pretty easy to, to do. It's not something that you have to invest a lot of money in yeah. like CGI right Unlike and even for 1997 well mm, uh, what, what was that what was that 1997 you could you could still get away with with a good cosplay blade I mean seriously well, come on man we already had the predator by this time exactly you could do that for decades you could do a decent a decent blade in the movies. Listen, the, CGI the Mark of Zorro, the Mark blade. of Zorro had better blades, for God's sakes. They CGI'd uh, the Terminator, <clears throat> the T-1000's arm blades made out of liquid metal exactly. into a movie two years later. So it takes money, it takes skill, but it can be done one way or the other. It's not skill that hard to fake have, a decent apparently. blade. No, definitely not. And I, remember, I remember seeing... I've, I've never seen the movie that, that you're talking about, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I've seen the first one, but I have seen clips of like the special We should watch effects. it so we could laugh at it. All that. Like a mystery science theater three that we could probably like do that on what is the name of that that plug in? There's a plug in for Google Chrome. Uh virtual movie theater or something like that. You can do video chat and watch. Oh yeah. Watch movies. It's together like a on Chrome Netflix. plug in, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's even like, where is Mortal Kombat Annihilation even on Netflix though? Where is it? I'm I just think curious. at one point it actually was, but I don't know if it still <laughs> is now. I I need to look for where it is. And then it was annihilated. I, yeah. Hold on. I think I could find I out. I think there was even a quote from Ed Boon. Let me just. I want to find this really quick. Oh man, it just the creator. To how bad the movie was. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. It's like the best. Like. Oh, God. And while I'm looking for this, just... Mortal, Com- Mortal Kombat Annihilation is available for rent from all the major sites. You can buy it also. And apparently, you can stream it from an app called Hoopla. I don't know what the heck that is. What is Hoopla? So, I've never so heard weird. of it. Oh, here we go. Per Business Insider. Uh... Let me get. Oh no, this isn't the one. Damn it! Just basically, the point. The point is, out of all the three movies they were supposed to make, Ed Boon did not like the second one. That was the and only one like, that he had issues with, because the first one was decent. Like obviously, the first one wasn't as good either, but like the second one just took that and like made it so much worse. Like, Liu Kang had a decent story in the first one. But then in the second one, it's like, okay, so now you want to... Uh, it, it could have been so much better executed, especially with the Shao Kahn-Raiden rivalry. But that movie just did not do the franchise any semblance of justice. 
I mean, you also got to kind of know that, like, the movie wasn't going to be good when the majority of the uh, cast from the first movie did not return. The only members that returned were Katana and Liu Kang. Yeah, there was that, too. That was also very disappointing. So this is an F movie. The original Mortal Kombat was, like, it was decent, but it was a B movie still. So if all these B movie actors, like Wolfie said, decided not to return for a B movie like a payday basically that's how you know that it's going to be terrible like career ruining bad basically yeah and that's, that's i got some I trivia think. too for annihilation something that's kind of pretty cool for all you guys that are martial artists out there or that know who this person is tony ja uh from ong bak yeah. he was uh robin shaw's uh stunt double on annihilation Oh, really? Yeah, because he was yeah, started okay. out as a stunt double many, many years yeah, yeah, ago yeah. before he yeah. came out. He's like the Thai Jackie Chan. Yeah, and I guess this was 22 or 23 years ago. So that's probably, yeah, that must have been very much at the beginning of of his career as a martial arts stuntman slash actor. And I don't know who, who the actor is that he was being a stunt double for. So that's kind of interesting if you think about it, too. That mm-hmm. that guy is no longer famous at all. Robin Shu. Liu Kang, at least as far as I know, compared to the stunt double, that is actually like there a super any awesome martial artist. Qualities of this movie. The only Anything that was kind of decent of this movie. Uh, well, the only redeeming quality of this movie was that at least they got Sub Zero right. Okay. Like yeah. they they at least entered the storyline yeah. where obviously Sub the first Sub Zero died. And then they brought in the younger one. I forget what the younger brother's name is. But basically, he was the good guy he was cracked up to be. Sub-Zero Jr. Yeah. And then, you know, more <laughs> Scorpion never really stays dead. So when he came Sub, back, it was Sub-Junior. no big surprise. Yeah, no, Scorpion never stays dead. That was literally dead. it for me. And, and the most recent movie, the animated movie, was far, far better than any of these movies. Scorpion's Revenge. I thought the first movie was pretty good. That one good. wasn't I actually... The first movie, I wasn't too fond of that. I, well, yeah, we did have a review episode of that that we did some time back. And we did have uh, our differences of opinion on it, but it was definitely better than this one, by far. They did a lot better with yeah. the story. So that'll be the end of my hate train for Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Who, who next? Train. That wasn't so bad. <laughs> Yeah, we got a hate nice. train, hate train, people all over the world. All right. Next on the hate train is Eli on the hate train. We got a hate train. Yeah. All right. Okay. Silent Hill, the movie. Silent Hill, the movie. Okay. I just want to put out a disclaimer here. A really big oh, one. Yes, not, Silent Hill. It was corny. Yes, it was corny. But it's, a, it's a disclaimer of corn. Yes, that's partly correct, but it's the worst movie. Only what of what out of what the video out of the video game movies I've seen. So it's okay. not necessarily the worst worst. It's the worst, in your opinion, from what you've seen. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was okay. Yeah. okay. Huge disclaimer. Okay. 
So, um, and it was corny. Yeah. Really corny. Really, really, really corny. But anyway, as much as I found it really dark, the movie is in a horror movie, which is really <laughs> stupid. Um, it wasn't scary. It was just boring. Uh, it, it makes you look forward to the storyline, which there's nothing much in the storyline, so you're just bored to death. Um, Sounds like Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah. Then, um, <laughs> no suspense. The jump scares are way too predictable. So, it's not a horror movie. Why, why would you make... Why would you make a Silent Hill movie that's not a horror movie? It, it doesn't. I mean, it was a horror movie. Person. It was just not a scary horror movie. Yeah. It's really more what it was to me. Like, because I mean, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was the worst movie ever. I thought it started okay, and then yeah, it got exactly. progressively worse. Because it kind those of first twenty minutes or so, right, were promising, and then after that, it just fell apart at the seams. Yeah, that's why it's not the worst of all time for me even though it's really bad and it's close because the first 20 minutes i was like oh this is gonna be maybe about as good as like silent hill or silent hill 2 the games because it was much closer to that in the first 20 minutes and then it totally went off the rails with the rest of the story yeah those those first 20 minutes actually looked like it were we were playing the game you know it was that close i know and then it just got weird i didn't think it was that bad i remember i remember enjoying it I think yeah, it was. Just, I think that movie was a missed opportunity, and I think yeah. the reason Eli dislikes it so much is because he really likes the game, and and not for nothing, right? Silent Hill is like one of the best horror games out there. Period. Yeah. I don't understand why Silent Hill isn't like being remade, remastered, or being brought back to life. So good. Uh, it's yeah. it's very much a possibility in most recent rumors, actually, that they're going to try to reboot Silent Hill 1 and continue the production of Silent Hills 2. And that, this is just rumor mill stuff, but it's it's a possibility because, what is it, I think, was it Sony that purchased the Konami recently? I think they're trying yeah, to revive so. a lot of, of Konami properties, so... This being one of the biggest ones, but yeah, like it, you know, not to go too far off the rails, but you're right. Like it's it's kind of one sad that they are not remaking the Silent Hill games. At least on you know, there's no confirmation. But two, that something that was such a good, scary. I think it's one of the scariest stories of all time in any medium, in movies, TV shows, anime, manga, whatever you call it. And the fact that they haven't been able to make a decent movie out of it after all this time is actually it. To me, it seems like it would be perfect and not really that difficult as long as you had a good eye to make a decent movie out of it. Yeah. That's just, that's Believe just it or not, the second, like. the second film is actually way worse. And I, oh. I even think there's a third one, isn't there? I think so. Third? Like a Silent Hill 3D or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, 3D. Yeah. It's yeah. garbage. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah, that. But, um, Hopefully they do come out with a reboot. I would definitely love to see that. Um, because the writers seem like they put like no effort whatsoever, uh, halfway through, especially at the end, which was odd, since it really didn't have anything to do with the Silent Hill franchise, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it dealt with the kid, but I mean, it just 
just did it so stupidly, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I for me it wasn't that bad of a movie. It's just um it's just a little it didn't quite land right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. you know. Like like being a big fan of Silent Hill, I expected a lot more, especially after that beginning. And then um then yeah, just whatever. Yeah. And With the only no thing way. that I didn't like was the fact that it was like super dark. Otherwise, that's the only thing that saved the movie, really, for me. Because, especially at the end, you can see, like, how dark it actually is. And that's really just it. There's no story. Well, there is a story, obviously, but it's not... It's not good. Well, what about Pyramid Head? Pyramid Head. That was so boring. It pretty cool, though. Yeah. It was I, good, but I, I that thought was so like boring. I thought like the designs were actually pretty good and pretty true to the game. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. Again, I, I another that, yeah, like the, there. Yeah, I think that the story wasn't great, but I thought it had a lot of potential. I wouldn't. I mean, well, I mean, it's Eli's pick, not mine's pick. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was pretty good. I remember, you know, liking it. I, I think, I think that when I saw it, it gave me. Maybe uh, it gave me some reminiscent chills of the fir- of the actual game, so I kind of felt felt a little bit more, you know. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, but what was the last? Really do. Huh? Eli, what was the last Silent Hill game that you that you played or media that you looked at? Because I know there's a two, there's right? a comic Silent Hill Two. Silent Hill two. Yeah. Uh, that's the best really one. So. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a shame because um you, we had there was that demo on PS PS4 what was it PT Hills or something like that yeah Silent Hills PT it was called so, as a nickname yeah. but and unfortunately I didn't buy my PS4 until way afterwards and now it's like you can't even find it anywhere you can't download yeah they took it, it down yeah they took it, it off of the PlayStation I heard it was store. pretty good yeah it was it was good and it was supposed to be really scary. Uh, I've seen video of it because it's only it was only like twenty or thirty minutes, and the video that I saw look, looked really kind of creepy. And I did try. There was this weird experiment that somebody did on Mac, uh, where you can play the demo. You can actually play the demo in in Mac terminal, so it's oh, weird really? because it's like black and white. Yeah, it's, I, I still have it. I think it's black and white it looks weird it doesn't look as obviously anywhere near as good as the demo that was released on playstation 4 looks like old um like old macintosh graphics but you can play it that way um it's the only way i guess that it's somewhat available in order to actually to try it so i got a sense of what it's like and it's cool because it's it's creepier in the video because in the video the the environment visibly uh, kind of turns into some like you know m- more like that Silent Hill like that creepy like metallic but also organic world of like the yeah, other like the, dimension the of Silent Hill ripping away and stuff yeah yeah, yeah you Flash. see that in the in the Silent Hills PlayStation Four demo in this one you don't but but it's basically you're going down the same hallway this is the whole demo you're going down the same hallway through you go through a door and it keeps taking you. To down the same hallway over and over again, but the hallway slowly gets weirder, and you find weird stuff in the same hallway. That's the entire demo. Didn't it's somebody, the same hallway. Didn't somebody and it's really good the game and, and find out that there's actually like an entity or a spirit following yes. you 
that you can't really see? Or something yeah, well, like at that? the at the end of the demo, that entity jumps on you kind of at the end. You turn around and it jumps you. But mm-hmm. what that person that hacked the game found out was that that entity is following you the entire time. Yeah, that's it's behind be crazy, you. But every time you turn around, you know, it, it gets out of the way so you can't see it. But it's following you the entire time throughout the demo. Um, at least in the game assets, it's following you the entire time. We could, you should watch the video. Definitely check out the video of the game. And that, that's what makes it even more disappointing. Oh, maybe Half a showed it yeah. to you? Yeah. yeah I'm pretty yeah. sure he did. I think we did see it now that, now that he, re- he reminded me. I want to watch it again because I'm so disappointed in listening to Eli talk about what a failure the movie is. Yeah, I do anyway. want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, anyway, it was um, wasn't Corny. the best movie. It was a little bit had its moments, but if anything, out of what I've seen, it's the worst video game movie. Yeah, and it, there wasn't much time. effort. So, so who's next? Uh, Wolfie, you want to you want to jump in? Oh, or, I'm, oh actually, I'm sorry. I'm next. I'm sorry. I'm the one that's going. Next. Okay. Really ju- messing up the messing up the order. I, I was here. I was ready to go, but go <laughs> ahead. If you're ready to go, you want to jump in. That's fine. But like, I'm I'm ready to go too. I guess because this is generally considered one of the worst. Yeah, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm probably going to chime in on uh, your choice too. <laughs> yeah, because so. I know that you think that this movie is pretty terrible. I know that most people think that this movie is pretty terrible. And it's a huge waste. And it's it's so it's it's one of the best video game franchises of all time. To me, it doesn't lend itself well to making a movie, but they tried it anyway. And they tried to change it and make it all weird and realistic, which is kind of what made it even worse. So without without stretching this out any further, my my least favorite or most hated video game movie of all time is Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like the second level. Because it's not oh, yeah. it's not happy and hopeful. It's really dark and it sucks. It's more like the second level of Super Mario <laughs> Brothers. That's the music that I would go with to 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 um illustrate my feelings about this movie. So this movie came out in 1993. And one of the other reasons that I am very upset that this movie didn't actually turn out being something that was at least decent was because the cast is actually pretty awesome. So you got Bob Hoskins, uh, who's in a lot of movies, but most of you like nerds out there will probably remember him best from uh, who, who framed Roger Rabbit. He was the main character other than Roger Rabbit. He was the detective. And he's awesome in everything that he's in. Bob Hoskins, I believe he passed away a couple of years ago, if I'm not mistaken. But Bob Hoskins is freaking amazing. To me, he was like an Oscar-worthy actor in some of the things that he was in. And he's in this. He plays Mario in this in this movie. And it's he's actually not that bad because he's Bob Hoskins and he makes everything better. But he's not Mario. Okay, so that's that's one like kind of a problem because you take this great talent and you waste him. Another great talent. John Leguizamo, who in some movies he can be a little bit annoying. I'm going to be honest with you. Like sometimes I don't really enjoy him. And he kind of played that character here. He has like he has a character that he kind of plays, I think, in some movies, kind of like Adam Sandler, where he has this this voice and this thing that he does over and over again. He kind of does that in this movie here. He plays Luigi and he's just 
like a nails on a chalkboard for me, at least for most of the movie. Uh, I didn't enjoy him as Luigi. <clears throat> I thought he was pretty terrible. Like I said, Mario was okay. And then you have like probably the best actor out of, out of the entire crew, Dennis Hopper, who's like a legendary actor. Not that Bob Hoskins isn't, not that John Leguizamo isn't on his way there, but Dennis Hopper has been around since like the 60s and the 70s, making incredible movies, being in incredible movies like Apocalypse Now and like Blue Velvet. And, you know, he was in, he was the bad guy in, in the first Speed movie, like an iconic, incredible actor, an amazing, amazing actor and, and plays such a good bad guy. And they made him President Koopa, not King Koopa. He's President Koopa in this one. Right. Um so and he's again, he's kind of like Bob Hoskins in that he's there's something entertaining there, but he's not King Koopa from the freaking Super Mario Brothers game. He's something he's like another creation. And I think that's kind of really where this movie kind of falls apart. You have you also have Samantha Mathis, who's kind of a somewhat famous actress, and she plays Princess Daisy. Um, I think there's a toadstool. I don't remember. I haven't seen this movie in many years, but like they have, you know, the Koopa people and they have like a lot of the characters from the game are in this movie, but they change the story. They change the world. They change everything about Super Mario Brothers that made it so enthralling and so entertaining. I mean, everybody, I think we've all played Super Mario Brothers, right? Including you, Eli, you must've played Super Mario Brothers by now, right? The first game, at least tried it once or twice. So like we've all played Super Mario Brothers. It's one of the, it's, it's probably the most iconic video game ever made. If not, what if I told you I've only played bits and pieces and never a whole game? That's fine. You have, you haven't you haven't you don't have to play the whole game to understand like Super Mario Brothers and how important. Uh, it is to yes, do. you do. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yes, you do. I mean, you're part of you're part of a you're part of a podcast called Get Geek. How do you not play the grandfather of video games? I mean, we do right because we yeah, were from he, that generation, but like some of the younger generation. Were they know Super no, Mario no, no, Brothers? They might have played a couple of other been, levels of Super Mario Brothers. But beating Super Mario Brothers for a while, you know, beating the you Super Mario. Definitely Brothers. be playing Super Mario should, Brothers on the Game Boy. <laughs> should play it, okay? I'll, 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 I'll edit that that comment, right? Like most, at least gamers. If you're a gamer, you should have played Super Mario Brothers and beaten it. But to have this iconic property that I guess, yeah, like maybe Pac-Man would probably be like the only bigger video game in terms of like character property than Mario. And to have all these great actors in it, to have, and, and like just the other issue is, well, well, the the main issue I was uh, that I was kind of leading up to is that like you, the way that they changed everything. I mean, they changed the storyline, and that like, King Koopa is President Koopa. He's actually they're actually part human, like the Koopa people or whatever. The, like the Tosu people are part human. They're from like an alternate dimension that is related to I think when the like something about a meteor, when the meteorite that killed the dinosaurs crashed on Earth, it split the universe into parallel dimensions. And that's how we get like the Mario Brothers dimension in this movie. So like the way that they change everything, like they try to make it too realistic. And I think it kind of it suffers from the same issue that this is not a video game, but like most of us here have probably also seen the Masters of the Universe live action movie with Dolph Lundgren, the, the He Man live action never movie. Seen it. 
I think you, that's one of the best no, campy movies ever. No, I it's, it's a great campy movie. That. It's a great campy movie, but the changes they made weren't really necessary and didn't make it any better. It would have been as campy and fun and probably better if they didn't make a lot of the changes that they made to the He-Man canon in Masters of the Universe, the movie. Like, um, you know, there's no Battle Cat. Like, how awesome would it have been, how would it have been to see Battle Cat in the freaking Masters of the Universe movie, right? And Frank Langella, who plays um, Skeletor, is amazing. Actually, he's he's actually the best part of that movie. He's but it's awesome. just like this movie. It's just like Super Mario Bros. Yeah, like he's he's actually that that movie is interesting to me because we can have a conversation about that a whole other time because Masters of the Universe is kind of like Super Mario Brothers done right. Because it's still campy, you know what I mean? That's still in the DNA of the property, in the DNA of the movie. You want it there. But you, you have a Frank Langella who's, who's one of the most iconic movie villains, I think, of all time, at least in the top like mm-hmm. 25. I think he's great. And then you have Bob Hoskins, who's actually a great Mario. And Dennis Hopper, who in a weird way is kind of a good President Koopa. But again, it's not Super right. Mario Brothers. But I think that they're I think that their biggest issue, the biggest mistake that they did was trying to make the movie in the first place because mm-hmm. the, the, the big yes. bad, the big bad of the movie. Like I it's just I don't think that there was any shot of making the movie from a you know realistic standpoint, from a human world, you know, live action standpoint, because the big bad is a giant turtle dinosaur (laughs) with spikes on his back like you know that speaks that speaks and all that you know like it's just unless they're doing it like muppet baby style or you know like it's just there was no way that it was going to come off right no matter how good the acting is yeah you know because the way that they did it by hmm? you could you had to lean into the camp you had to lean yeah, into the camp. Like you had to make it like a detective Pikachu, right? Because that's one of the more well-rated. It's not the best, but like right, there's a but, way to make the absurdity work a little bit better if you lean into it for this kind of property. And maybe, but that. see, with Detective Pikachu, they could actually have a real Pikachu on screen. Yeah, <laughs> you can't yeah, have a the, real Koopa on issue. screen. Well, I think you they can. Could. Not in the nineties. Not in the nineties. Not in the nineties. That's so that's what I'm saying. Their big mistake was you know business. I'm doing it. Yeah, they tried. I think their issue was that they tried to uh, convert every single thing of uh, the Mario Brothers world into some sort of realistic thing. Like, for example, with the mushroom, you know, the way that, you know, in the game you eat the mushroom, it turns you into big Mario. In the movie, the mushroom, like, absorbed energy. And for a moment, it just made Mario look big. And that's it, you know. But it was like a real fungus mushroom and stuff. Yeah. Like little details like that, all the stuff that they changed entirely. They they didn't re- just didn't really keep any of the details that made it so fun. Maybe like you said, maybe it would actually kind of work if they did it like a Muppets kind of thing. That actually wouldn't be have been the worst idea in the world. I think it still would have been bad. But it would have been better than this. It would have been better than like trying to make maybe, Super Mario Brothers yeah. like no. a tour de for a tour de force in the real world, like freaking some cyberpunk type thing. Whatever the heck you know, the thing is, to. I'm actually a fan of the movie. I like, I like the Super Mario Brothers movie. I grew up, I unfortunately grew up kind of sheltered. I didn't get to go to the movie theaters until I was in high school. So any movie that I can get was awesome to me. Everything looked amazing on my CRT screen at home mm-hmm. because I didn't ever experience an actual movie theater. Um, 
I didn't have to pay for anything either. So I didn't feel like that sticker shock or anything like that mm-hmm. um, or like that. I got ripped off. So I grew up loving the Mario Brothers movie. So I don't know. That's, you know, just my quick little chime in on that. But yeah, like, I don't know. There, there was something there that would be entertaining maybe when you were a kid. But I mean, I was already 13 by the time this movie came out. And by then I already just wasn't interested in it. I was just like, I don't know what the heck they're trying to do here. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was the worst of all time. And I haven't seen, if you've heard of Frank, there's a decent amount of video game movies that I haven't seen. Like I haven't seen anything from, say, UV Bowl, who's considered like the Picasso of terrible video game movies. I mean, I haven't they seen still give that. that guy money. I just don't understand how they keep giving him money to make movies. Yeah, like I haven't seen that because I understand that that's going to be bad. And it's actually interesting that they were having this conversation because there's a lot of properties, video game properties that are being turned into very promising movies and TV shows in the next couple of years. So we're kind of at a crossroads where that's actually going to start to change because and I'll, I'll kind of I'll pass the baton after this. But uh, to me, like the gist of how video game movies work is that there's definitely been some entertaining ones, but there hasn't been like a really good one. Not yet. At least not one that I've seen. Like there's been entertaining ones. There's been fun ones. There's been ones that have been campy that you enjoyed. And there's been some very, very bad ones, which is why we're having this conversation. But there hasn't been like a like a like a Avengers quality video game movie or tv show other than animated or computer animated yet so i mean for me that's this is the worst one so far and i shall pass the baton to my good man who i passed the baton to prematurely (laughs) earlier wolfie (laughs) can you tell us what you hate with a passion you know, so again, again, going back to that whole thing where I grew up a little bit sheltered and I didn't get like uh, the exposure that a lot of people got with film and all that stuff, uh-huh. even with video games and stuff like my exposure to even Super Mario Brothers was um, playing it on, you know, my cousin's Nintendo, not my own Nintendo until until she got a Super Nintendo and then I got the NES and I didn't even know there was a Super Nintendo. I just thought that I was being given the NES. I had no idea what like the game world was like and stuff. Um, never owned Street Fighter growing up. Only got to play it on the arcades here and there. And uh, I mean, of course, until I was a teenager and I was able to you know, use my allowance and get stuff on my own. Um, but so anytime that like a video game movie came out, I was all in on it. And I kind of loved all of them. Uh, and that includes... The Jean-Claude Van Damme Street Fighter, the movie. I huh. absolutely adored this movie growing up. Although, as an adult, I realized how terrible of a <laughs> film it is. Um, <laughs> so, the, 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 main, the main story of Street Fighter in the video game is basically the story of our two heroes, the main heroes, which is Ryu and, and Akuma, and not Akuma, but, but Ken, you and Ken and like all the people that they meet along the, the, the way on on their path to become the best fighters in the world. The movie is not that at all. OK, the movie instead is about uh, Colonel Giles angle, which is played by who is a super patriotic, hardcore American 
uh, born and bred with a crazy, weird sonic boom, flat top, gold hair. Um, that's played by someone that can barely speak English in Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> the muscles. Um, from Brussels. Excuse me. The muscles from Brussels. <laughs> the muscles from Brussels. So, um, so it's played by Jean Claude Van Damme is the lead. The uh, main protagonist, uh, the main antagonist, is uh, Raúl Julia as Bison, um, the late Raúl Julia. That was his final uh, role, actually. Um, and then a plethora of actors, because it seemed that they wanted to have every single character, and then some characters that aren't even in the video game lore as video as essentially Street Fighter characters in the movie. And um, there's some stuff that I remember really enjoying. Uh, some stuff that I thought was that I realized growing up are really really terrible, and and I, mean, I thought some certain things were terrible as a kid too. Like my favorite character in Street Fighter is Ken, and I thought that they totally destroyed Ken and Ryu in the movie because they made Ryu and Ken like smugglers. You know what I mean? These guys are supposed to be like the consummate martial artists. Ryu lives like the samurai wow. path and all that stuff, and and Ken he's a uh, He's he's uh born into a rich family and all that stuff, but he's still his his main passion is fighting, and he cares about like the things that he cares about the most is, is is about creating a wonderful family and all that stuff and being better than Ryu. That's the storyline. The movie, Ryu and Ken are both smugglers in Thailand that are trying to swindle uh, Sagat, who's the mafia king in Thailand, and they try to swindle them with like fake nerf guns <laughs> you know um that is so messed up it's it's just they kind of destroyed them you know um as like, far as like actual I characters ryu and ken and they did that Damn. yeah it was just kind of weird to see ryu like in a in a business suit you know like trying to like uh you know get over these uh this band of like mafia that's run by sagat who is supposed to be a, you know, mountain of muscles, Thai Muay Thai champion, and he's kind of, you know, smallish character and stuff. Vega, who is supposed to be, you know, again, rather tall, kind of like a model-looking guy, long blonde hair and stuff, is played by a very short guy with black hair. Um, So I don't think that they did the best job in casting, and they... I, I definitely don't think that they did the best job. I mean, I think costume-wise, they did okay from a campy's perspective because we even had, like, the, the, the classic white Ryu gi and red Ken gi and stuff. They ripped off the sleeves to make it look like, you know, <laughs> that there's a reason for why their their shoulders are shredded and all that stuff as far as, like, the, the gi goes. Um, but But the film itself was just riddled with, like, some of the most, some of the worst uh decisions in production period so again first of all and and before i i, I go into john claude van damme he wasn't actually the first pick for the movie the first pick was actually arnold schwarzenegger i don't know i don't know how far they were oh, wow. in the negotiations <laughs> really <laughs> yeah arnold schwarzenegger the film was written with arnold in mind and i think he was like negotiating and all that stuff but then you know eventually just turned it down when they already had a bunch of money like uh, committed what? to the project, so instead of Arnold, like Sylvester Stallone, or like somebody who's Chuck actually Norris. American, Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. I mean, he's 
Yeah, no, Chuck Norris is really good. Well, maybe yeah, but Chuck Norris. Older. Think they wanted somebody that was physically impressive. You know, they want they you know on so screen Vester as far as like, Stallone. I think Sylvester probably would have been better, but Sylvester is not blonde. Now Jean Claude Van Damme is not exactly blonde either. He's got lighter um, hair. He's, he's not exactly hair, American but... either. He's not even well, close. Yeah, cultural appropriation, man. It's cultural appropriation. Of one of our American he's heroes. Not blonde enough. You know. He's you know. I, I, I do have to. I do have to say this. I do have to say this. That like what I, if I remember correctly, one of the kind of angles between Jean Claude Van Damme. In the movie is that he's like, I love America because of like they take doesn't matter where you're from, you can be an American citizen kind of thing. Um okay. and picking Arnold wouldn't have made it any better. It's not like Arnold in the 90s had the best American accent either. Get to the chopper. No, you know what I mean. But at least the difference is though, at least John Claude and that was a martial artist. So I can understand the choice. For that reason alone, yeah. Yeah. So now what what choice I don't understand is that they needed to choose a female lead. Now, they already had Chun-Li, which I think Chun-Li was perfectly fine as a female lead. I don't think the acting was exceptional, but, you know, her stunts and her acting, everything, she had a reason to be in the movie and the whole nine. But it wasn't apparently white enough, unfortunately. And on so on uh, on the way to the set, on the way to the first day of production, um. Uh, Steven D'Souza, who's the director, the writer and the director, he was on his way to start production and he was thinking about the fact that like, oh, you know what? I think I need a a more wholesome female lead. He didn't know who to cast, but on his plane, there was a People's Magazine that had a cover with Kylie Montague on it. And that's how he made the choice. He made the phone call from the plane and without reading or anything, they just offered her the part X amount of dollars and she agreed. And that's how she became the lead. Kylie Minogue, the singer, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Minogue yeah, yeah. is Montague, isn't it? No, it's Minogue. It's Minogue? Minogue. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. She's kind of, you know, whatever to me anyway. Yeah. Sorry, Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry. that ended up causing a huge, that one decision created kind of like a, a, a trickle down effect because Jacques-Claude Van Damme being the womanizer that he was in the 90s on day two had already started an affair with Kylie and they were partying oh, there was a lot of drugs involved so much so that you know john claude van damme couldn't remember his lines for the most part he slurred most of his lines um had to redo his lines i think in post-production because they didn't make any sense on screen um in the actual okay. recordings and it was all because he was just partying with kylie and some of the cast members with a lot of white powder <laughs> apparently and it's apparently very well documented. So, <laughs> so that's why um, this movie is as much of a train wreck as it is. No, that's one of them. Yeah, that can't be. That's it. that's yeah. That's that is one of them. Um, the they did a lot of the stunts without any kind of rehearsals. Uh, Benny Urquita, Benny the Foot, who is um, kind of like a, a very well known martial artist in the seventies, eighties, was the uh, fight choreographer for the film. But all he knows is taekwondo. And he taught everyone the same martial art, even though the fighting game is so it's a fighting game where each martial artist has like each character has their own style. And that's what kind of makes the beauty of of a Street Fighter as a fighting game and potentially as a movie. Um, The. The uh, and some of the other issues 
like one of the biggest production issues that they had was in the end of the film, there was like a temple essentially that they got permission to blow up a corner of the temple as an explosion um, for the ending. It's supposed to be Bison's base. And, you know, they were supposed to show that they blew it up, but they, they were only supposed to blow up just a corner of it. Unfortunately, they were afraid that they were going to mess up the uh, explosion and they only had one take because they weren't going to get another shot. So they really packed up the explosions, the the the, dyn- the the dynamite or the fireworks, the pyrotechnics, whatever it is. They ended up blowing up the entire temple. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. So, was you know, in the movie? I'm trying to remember. That, yeah, no, it's that in the part. movie. It's the very end of the movie. And then the other thing, too, because the explosion is supposed to be a much smaller explosion. The the final shot of the movie is supposed to be the entire cast members, like all the fighters, like just standing outside the temple and everything like God had just gotten out. Um, and they're all like, you know, cheering and happy that God managed to make it out. And then the explosion happens, which was like only like about 100 yards away from <laughs> the actual like cast. Right. But they were just assuming there's going to be a small explosion. Instead, it's this giant gargantuan explosion that destroys the entire building <laughs> with the entire cast basically just 100 yards away. Um, so there's plenty of things that were wrong from the production standpoint that obviously <laughs> shown in the actual film. Uh, I think that one of the things that made the, the movie so cringe was their feeble attempts at trying to mimic video game moves uh in the movie but just like super mario brothers trying to make them realistic like for example the shoryuken when ken did the shoryuken it was he he just did an uppercut and spun in place he didn't jump or anything like that he just did an uppercut and spun like a ballerina uh reuse hadouken which was essentially just a double palm strike to the stomach and then a flash on the screen made it seem like okay this must have been the hadouken um the uh just a bunch of these stunts that just it just i would have rather they not do it you know as opposed to do it and make it look so cheesy and terrible i think uh raul julia's stunts were not that great trying to recreate the the psycho crusher but very obviously using wires and stuff it just didn't look good i would say the only really cool stunt from the video game that was played in the movie was um Jean-Claude Van Damme's flash kick, you know, Gao's flash kick. I think he did that pretty well. He did it a couple times. Um, that, I think, is the only move in the movie that looked similar to the video game. And again, like, what makes Street Fighter cool is all these cool moves that you can do. It's the first video game, I think, that, like, you were able to input combinations to create these on-screen animations to create very individual moves for the fighters, really which is what made yeah. the game so cool and so different from anything else at the time. Um, it's like Dragon Ball Z's iconic Super Saiyan hair. It's what makes the game, you know, what it is. So when you make a movie, you got to kind of make it around that stuff. But it's yeah, even more iconic than than even Dragon Ball because like everybody knows what the heck Shoryuken and Hadouken. Yeah, is. everybody knows a Hadouken. <laughs> everybody knows a Shoryuken. You know, like everybody kind of knows for the most part. Yeah, you know, even it, if they and, haven't played the game, they know what the heck that is. <laughs> yeah so while while i still actually enjoy watching the movie if yeah. anything just for one scene which is like uh jean-claude Van Damme's, uh speech to his troops um which i think is one of the best speeches ever now realizing that he was coked out of his head it kind of makes it even funnier 
but <laughs> but the uh the film in in its totality i think i probably need to like watch it now as a much more well as an almost matured adult and see how i feel about it now but i remember when i was a kid i used to hit it on replay and stuff but it, it is a pretty terrible movie so bad that like most of my friends don't even recognize it as a film whenever i bring it up they just act as if i'm not in the room or like there's something in the air they don't even they want to strike it from their memory so that's my vote for you know one of if not the worst movie in video game movie history only thing that's redeeming to me as heck is raul julia because raul julia is awesome he's one of those actors that's awesome in everything well, well he's awesome. awesome but but check this out there's another thing too like the one of the reasons that the production was all skewed and there wasn't they basically had they had a lot of time for the um for fight choreography and fight training they had a lot of time for stunt rehearsals and all that stuff but they didn't realize or Raul, whatever it wasn't communicated how bad of a situation Raul Julia was in because he was fighting stomach cancer and he had just gone through stomach surgery uh, a month before production was supposed to start so when he got to the set when he got to Thailand for the production and he saw how frail Raul Julia looked they flipped everything whereas the fight scenes and the stunts were supposed to be done at the end of production to give time while they while they did their dialogue scenes to give time for the actors to learn the fight choreography and learn how to do the stunts and learn how to fight itself they had to flip it and instead they shot everything without any rehearsals and without any training um which is why they you know a lot of the fighting and a lot of the choreography look so much like just basic fighting um and why a lot of the stunts were look so shabbily done and made it, they wanted to do it this way so that like you can so they can give time for Raul Julia to like muscle up and get a little bit healthier so that they can do all the stunts later on at the end of uh, production. And you can kind of see it in the film, right? Because in some of the scenes where they shot all of Raul Julia's scenes where he's just, you know, doing dialogue and, and not doing any stunts. And he looks very, very skinny and emaciated. And that's at the beginning of production. And then when you see him doing his stunts, he's much fuller, has like fuller color in his skin he's a little you know meteor and stuff and and whatnot but thankfully or not thankfully unfortunately i want to say unfortunately not thankfully unfortunately raul julia ended up passing away not even a year um after production was done so by the time that the film actually hit the theaters he was already uh gone and um, thankfully, this isn't the film that he's going to be known for. He's known for many, many other films uh, that, has, that, has, that have shown how great of an actor he is. Um, it's a shame that he's not, you know, around to, to, to you know, grace us with his, with his talent anymore. But um, I will say that in this film, he was probably only shining light as far as actual acting ability goes. Um, a couple of things that I saw here is like little bits of trivia, and then you could uh, talk anymore if you want. Or I think you you were going to pass it off to Walt, but apparently, Raúl Julia, <clears throat> this was a posthumous nomination, but he was nominated for the Saturn Award for Best Supporting Actor, which is not a big mm. deal, obviously. But he did get a nomination for it, actually, some sort of critical nomination because he was good in it in terms of acting. As far as like, yeah, you know, he's just one of those actors that you know, it's even if his he's not putting his best into it. It's still better than just about anybody else. 
He's had that kind of acting ability. And apparently he was in the, the, the movie because his kids were huge fans of the video game. So yeah. it was, it was a, a personal project in a yeah, way yeah. because his kids loved it so there much. Is, there is a bonus to this, mm-hmm. right? Because this movie might also beget us the worst video game of a movie based on a video game. <laughs> so there was a fighting game yeah. version of this movie called Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Yeah, and <laughs> yes, and it is essentially yeah. it is it is called Street Fighter, the movie, the game, and it is a Mortal Kombat ripoff. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. They essentially recreated the Mortal Kombat game all with live action sprites of the characters from the movie for which they kind of pulled everything off of the movie, off of like <laughs> photos and videos that they used for the promotions of the, 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 the movie yeah. and created essentially a exact Mortal Kombat ripoff. I bought the game. I played it like twice, to be honest with you, because I had, you know, other Street Fighters already and I had it for Sega Saturn, if I remember <laughs> And uh, it was, it was quite terrible, terrible. Look so this photos. might also be the worst fight, at least at least fighting game. Definitely the worst fighting game in the history of fighting games. Um, but it would make sense that it, if since the title is Street Fighter, the movie, the game, that's, that's the claim. title of the game. It was made by a claim, so they were just like, all right, we'll just license this engine out for Street Fighter. Oh, God, that's so weird. That was part of their contract. I completely forgot about that until you mentioned it, but then I totally remembered it. And then I was like, oh my God, like that game was well, the worst. And also, yeah, like a total Mortal Kombat ripoff, which was really weird. Yeah. Considering but again, like Fighter. you have to remember that like what makes the game so terrible, it, is the, it isn't even the mechanics because you can make, you can have fun playing any video game. What makes the game so terrible is that they didn't get the actors to film these parts for the video game. They just took it from the movie and then try to make the movements by like moving the legs and the arms and whatnot. <laughs> that's horrible. Oh, that's just horrible. God is so terrible. Anyway, that's 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 my this. You know, actually, this is like a depressing story. I feel like it's not even like the word. It's not even making me angry. It's just depressing. <laughs> but I will I will now pass it off to someone that's. Maybe not depressed, but a little bit uh, enraged. Uh, Walt, well, no, you want to? Before, before I get into that, just a, 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 a kind of a story with Street Fighter. I remember watching the movie in the, in the movie theaters and stuff. And I actually liked it back then. Yes, I said liked it. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things I, I used to do, and I, I don't know if this is a, a good story to tell or not, but, you know, after the movie... I used to sit in the car and maybe Jose, you might remember this. I don't know if you were with me or not, but we used to sit in the car, put, you know, sit real low in the seats, just put the window down just a little bit and wait until an old lady passed by and just yell Hadouken at the top of our, at the top of our voices. (laughs) That was just stuff we used to do. Oh my God. Okay. We scared we scared the crap out of some some old ladies. I I think we we had we added bonus points if we kept the shoes on the ground while they jumped. You know what I'm saying? Oh so, lord, <laughs> that's terrible. Just saying. Probably gave someone a heart and attack. With that story, oh let's talk about my movie. Okay. okay. Oh god. Um. So 
you guys think that your movies are pretty bad and stuff like that, that's fine. You they know, you can, you can go ahead and think all of that. That You know, if that makes you feel good, helps you sleep at night, go for it. Do what you got to do. Damn. Um, me, right. I'm, I'm telling everybody this right now. If you've gotten to this far in this podcast and you haven't subscribed yet, this here is going to be the reason why you subscribe because the pain and anguish that I did to rewatch this movie that I've seen a long time ago, mm-hmm. I did it for mm-hmm. you guys because wait, 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 otherwise wait, hold on, guys. Wait, wait, wait. I would never have watched this movie again. I can tell you on the second viewing, I was totally unprepared on how awful this movie was. One okay. one quick thing, real quick, because um, I think that we were all kind of tasked. We all like decided, hey, you know, we're gonna rewatch our worst movies and stuff before the podcast. Did anybody else except for Walt watch it? Because I don't think any of us followed through on that. <laughs> I, I didn't get to. I'm sorry, Eli. Me neither. Me neither. And Jose didn't. So, oh man, I feel well, so I'm bad for you, Walt. Lamb, then, right? <laughs> I'm the one that fell on the sword. I'm the one that died on that hill. You know what I'm saying? Thank you very much, guys. Um, okay, so the movie, the movie that I watched is based on a a little PC game that came out. Um, I don't don't know if it was that poss- that that great of a, a game. I've never played it, but it appears to have a following, and that game was Postal. And so that game was like a, a top down, but it's kind of like an isometric shooter. You know what I'm saying? And you go around doing various things. You go postal in in the game. And the main character, his his name is Postal Dude. Well, guess what? Um, our favorite director, Uwe Boll, decided, hey, I'm going to buy the rights to this game and I'm going to make a movie. And I'm going to go and make the character. I'm going to call him Postal Dude. Because he doesn't have a name in the movie. His name literally is Postal Dude. Don't need okay. one. Um, let me, sh- oh, let me tell man. you how bad this movie was. The box office for this film globally was $146,000. I thought you were going to say $146. Yeah. What was, what was their production budget? Wait, wait. It gets better because there's a prop in the film where the main character, Postal Dude, takes a cat and uses the cat as a silencer by sticking the pistol into his butt. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. What? Wait, wait, wait. wait. It gets better because the prop Or do you mean it gets worse? Oh, yeah, I know. It gets worse. It gets better. The prop was used for an entire two seconds, and it cost them... $45,000 $45,000 to make. What? Uh, on a on a box office take of $146,000. Nice. Okay? Oh, my God. That's that impressive. is insane. Let me, let me keep going. Let me keep going. This is a cast that, amazingly enough, has J.K. Simmons in it. Okay? What? He is not a main character. He shows up maybe twice in the film. Vern Troyer is in the film. Dave Foley is in the film. These guys went to go and get the casting call against the 
wishes of their agents. Their agents told them not to go because this movie would have been career suicide for them. Hmm. That's how bad this movie was. Let me keep going a little bit further. This movie was supposed to make a U.S. It it was supposed to open in the U.S. It never opened in the U.S. Everybody pulled it back at the very end because they heard how bad this movie was, how offensive this movie was. It was to the point that the director was trying to pay uh, movie theaters in New York and Los Angeles. He was going to pay the theater to play the movie. They refused. (laughs) Okay. I haven't even gotten into the movie yet. I'm just giving you the backdrop. Okay. I'm just giving you the backdrop. I'm, I'm giving you the flavor of the movie, right? All right. Um, the creator of the game is in the movie. His name is Vince Desi. He shows up as a character. Um, there, there's so the movie features the plot. The plot device of the movie is this thing called crotchies, or something like that. It's a doll that's basically a scrotum, okay. But for whatever reason, this doll is like the most popular, popular thing in the movie. There's a point where the creator of the game is in a scrotum costume, takes off his head, right? Takes off the the little thing of the head, right? Goes to the director who's in the movie and playing himself, and he said, why the hell did you pick up my game to make this kind of movie? And at the very end, he ends up shooting the director in the crotch with a gun. Let me go with the start of the movie. Okay. The start of the movie has two Arabic gentlemen in the cockpit of a plane. And what they're doing is they're, they're, they're in their speech, you know, we're going to do this for Allah. We, you know, we're going to be rewarded with a hundred versions, a hundred virgins, right? And at that point, that speech stops because the other guy says, wait a second. You're getting 100, I'm getting 99 virgins. That's what my contract says. And the, and they have an argument for the next two minutes on how many virgins they think they, they're getting by committing this act, whatever. To the point that the guy stops the conversation, picks up his cell phone, and calls Osama bin Laden to confirm exactly how many virgins he will get if he completes the suicide run, okay? Eventually, Osama says, well, I can't guarantee you 100. Maybe you can get 10 because the initial run of terrorists took up all the the available virgins, okay? These guys decide, you know what? It's not worth it. We're going to change our direction, and we're going to go to the Bahamas, which at that point, the passengers then stormed the cockpit and the guys yelling, no, no, we're going to the Bahamas, cut away to the North Tower of the World Trade Center and the plane crashes. That's the start of the film. Okay. I don't have much else to say besides that right now. Continue. That's the start of the film. And mind you, that's only five years past 9-11 when this film came out. That's the start of the film. 
there are sounds so terrible. There are scenes where the terrorists, um, the ter- and and so you don't get a sense of what's going on until maybe about forty minutes into the film because there's three separate storylines. There's the the Arabic terrorists. There's um, postal dude, and there's his brother-in-law, cousin, nephew. I don't know who is he's running some sort of cult, and in this cult he has an army of of bikini-clad troopers. Okay. Um. So uh, I'll, I'll keep going. Eventually, what what you find out about the film is that the cult guy actually owes taxes to the tune of a million dollars. And so what he wants to do is he wants to hijack a van that has these Krotsky dolls, which apparently they're big money. And so if he hijacks this this van, you know, he'll be able to sell it off on the black market and be able to pay his taxes, okay? Then he involves Postal Dude because Postal Dude just got fired from his job and so he's got nothing to do. So he was like, okay, well, I'll help you in this plan. The terrorists, on the other hand, want to get the same van with the Krotskys because they want to put poison bombs in them, you know, and then have them go out throughout the United States and blow people up. That's the plot of the movie. The acting is terrible. Well, it's not even acting. They're just there getting a paycheck. The filmography is even worse. I mean, I you could probably have film students do a better job making this film. I, you know what? I'm sorry. That's an insult to film students. I, you know, I apologize. Film students will probably do a 110, 120% better job than what this film is. Um, to keep going with the cringe, cringeworthy scenes, there's a scene where there's a shootout in a place called Little Germany, okay, where the Arabic terrorists um, end up catching up with Postal Dude and the cult leader and trying to get the, the van that has the crotchies. And a shootout starts in Little Germany. It's like a little, like an Oktoberfest type of thing. And it just so happens that every single bullet that either side um, shoots hits a kid. What? All the adults live. All the kids die. There is oh a scene where the there is a scene where a reporter decides to to shoot live, and she's standing in the square where there's at least a hundred dead kids lying around, and she's stepping on on them to get to the middle to get the money shot right and she makes a comment afterwards he was like well these bodies are starting to stink um as postal dude gets away he jumps into the van drives away and as as he's driving he tends he he looks down for some reason and hits and as a woman with a carriage is crossing the street the woman survives, but he hits the carriage dead on, and the baby goes flying. These are some of the scenes that are in this movie. I okay. really hates kids. It gets better because Vern Troy is in there. Troyer is in there. You know him as Mini-Me from the Austin Power movies, right? 
he gets abducted because for whatever reason they need him. Oh, I not no, I do remember the reason. Um, but he gets stuffed in a briefcase for the most I would want to say 90% of his um, involvement in the, in the film is him being abducted in a briefcase and we actually see him in the briefcase and the only reason they take him out of the briefcase is because the evil guy who is not any of the people that we we just discussed including Osama bin Laden who makes um, an appearance and is best friends with George Bush okay but Vern Troyer, the whole purpose that he's in this film is so that he can get raped by a room full of chimpanzees. Okay. Do I need yeah, to keep I going? To you might as well let us know. I mean, Hold this movie Please don't. is Please don't. so terrible. So terrible. The parting shot of the movie is that after the shootout from Little Germany happens, right, George Bush decides to blame the entire incident on China and Pakistan, which then starts a nuclear war. And the parting shot of the film is Osama bin Laden and George Bush frolicking in the fields, holding hands while nuclear holocaust engulfs the world. Okay. That's our movie. There is no way that you can tell me that any of the movies that you've seen is as bad as this. Because Google likes it. Again, 79% of Google users I like this movie. Correct. I don't what? know anybody anybody who would give this even a passing grade i mean wait, know, wait wait where is this where is this on on google go, just google no nowhere else oh man <laughs> jose please give me permission give me permission <laughs> go ahead these go must ahead. be the same guys the same people that like the last of us too yeah, yeah I got it. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> It's because it of the reviews is. angle, you oh. know, the review bombing and all that stuff. <laughs> so this is um, this is the opposite of that. Uh-huh. Apparently, the fans love it and the critics hate it. It's nine percent currently on Rotten Tomatoes. <sighs> it is a four point five on IMDb, and I'm assuming Steam. That's it's a four point five on IMDb. Four point five on IMDb. Wow. Apparently, the Steam it's... community loves the movie. I didn't know you could even. I don't know how anybody would like this film. Nine out of ten on Steam. I don't hate anybody (laughs) enough to recommend this film to. Maybe it's one of those things where, like, they want to give it like a lot of like reviews just to make people suffer through the film. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's almost like a prank. Like, oh, look how good this movie is, and then you make them sit through it, and it's. Can I can I say can I say one thing that that J.K. Simmons does because J.K. Simmons plays. One of those um, those corner preachers, those those guys that you know are, are constantly preaching, you know, death and you know uh, Republicans and and you know political and all this other stuff. He solely exists to make outrageous um, comments in the film. One of the comments that he said while he was preaching in front of the Arabic corner store um, with a crowd around him 
is that he goes and he says, I don't understand why people think 9-11 victims are heroes. All they did was die. That is a quote from the film. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess... um, This, This film is offensive. It's disgusting. It's not funny. There is no point... There's no point where I said, you know what? There may be a redeeming quality of the film. You know what the redeeming quality of this film was? The end credits after everything was done. Why did and you I, even and, watch and, this movie you know in the first place? Like, in the, the first time? Well, you know what? I'm... I happen to I, like I mean, on the film. cover, I'm looking, I'm looking at the uh, cover right now, and it says, a film by UV Bowl, which is... <laughs> it's basically a warning label. Yeah, I yeah. know it is. His name on anything is a warning label. Yeah, exactly. But see, I'm 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 the type of person that you know I'll I'll watch anything once. You know what I'm saying? Just to give it a chance. I mean, I love <laughs> horror films. <laughs> Do you know how many bad horror films are out there? Yeah, you know, horror is pretty bad. For every good horror film, yeah. there's a basket case. There's you know there's there is some really really bad horror films. So I'm I'm kind of used to being seeing bad films. Because you know what, there's not, especially back then, there's not, there wasn't a lot of really good horror films. You, you got either the shocking ones, the really bad ones, the ones that are so bad that were good and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I guess I'm kind of masochistic in that sense. I guess I don't, I have no idea. It was just one of these things where I heard that it was a bad film. I was like, okay, it can't be that bad. Let me watch it. I have a movie and then like afterwards, that, I was like, you know, you know what? A video game can't be that bad. I, I kind of have to admit that, like, listening to your review kind of makes me want to watch it just to see how bad it really is. Well, see, exactly. Um, so that's why I watched it in the first place because I heard it was oh so. God. You know what I, I'm saying? Uh, is it free anywhere? Can I get paid it's to on, watch it anywhere? Believe it or not, you couldn't <laughs> find it on. You couldn't find Super Mario Brothers anywhere. This thing is on Amazon Prime. You can watch it for free there. <sighs> there's a point. Good. There's a point where the cult leader dies, right? He gets shot in the gut, and right before he dies, you know, he's being held in his arms by one of his his cult members, which is one of the bikini the bikini troopers, as I as I call them. So his last moments, his last breath, he decided, you know what? Before I die, I'm gonna cop a feel. It's God, that kind of movie. Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? And it, it wasn't like a, a quick, it was like a he went for it. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing funny about that. There's 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 nothing entertaining about any of this part of the movie. You know well, what I'm saying? This is this is one it made me want to do actually is not necessarily watch the movie. Maybe maybe I'll do that and torture myself. I'm not really sure if I want to do that. What I am curious to see is I was looking around. Well, you were talking about this absolute train wreck of a movie. Um, and there is a documentary about UV Bowl. Uh, it is called, and I will have to, you'll have to um, excuse my implied language here, but it's called F.U. All, the UV, the UV Bowl story. Like it's actually called F.U. All is the name of the Is this it documentary. directed by UV Bowl? Because if it is, I'm be hesitant to watch no, it. No, it's, it's, it's a documentary. I, it, is, it does not say who the director is. 
But this documentary <laughs> appears to explore why just why Bull has such a bad reputation from those in the industry. Blah blah blah. It could be him. I mean, I just watch no his idea. movies. But That's I want to. You, you just gotta watch his movies. Yeah, I haven't seen any of his movies because I just didn't want to put myself through. Wait, it. do you? Well, do, do you have the the production cost? I don't remember if you mentioned that. Give me a second. I'll find that out. How does he? Um, yeah, really? Costs. How does he get this this money? I can't hear you. Well, I think you're dollars to make fifteen million dollars, and they made one hundred and forty six thousand. And remember that whatever they make at the box office, whatever it pulls in, forty percent of that goes to the theater. Yep. And not you, including you marketing. Remember, a third, a third of that, if not more, goes into marketing. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And forty five thousand went to the cat silencer. Silencer. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Well, he has not made a movie in three years, so I don't know what that Thanks. means. Movie Ball had a quote in, in the in the in the movie. He says, I hate video games. That's a quote, the direct quote. I wouldn't be surprised. There's another there's the another case. quote that he had in, in, in the movie. He says, you know, there's all there there's all that rumors out there that my movies are financed with Nazi gold. And what should I say? It's true, but somebody needs to do something with the money. Then after that, there's a little old lady in the audience that says, did you know that my father died in Auschwitz? And he goes in response to her. He says, my grandpa died in Auschwitz, too. He fell from a watchtower. Oh, my God. Those those are the type of that's the type of dialogue that you get from this film. This film is the documentary is produced and directed by Sean Patrick Shaw. So it's not actually directed by. Or produced by UV Bowl. But I'm kind of curious about this now. Because I, I saw another movie recently. I'm not going to mention it because I don't want to hijack this with like how offensive this movie is. But there's another movie I saw recently. And it's a similar situation where it's a comedian, filmmaker. He acts in his own movie. And it's just this train wreck of terrible. And I saw it for the same reason you saw this movie. I was like, it can't be as bad as people say it is and from the premise i should have known that this movie that i saw would be this bad but i don't know if this sounds worse but this is this is up there for offensiveness and and badness <laughs> oh, it, it's horrible so, yeah it's horrible we'll still. It, it's just horrible fun and, and and the town just just um just a bit of trivia fun. the town that they they <laughs> reference in the movie is called paris paradise arizona and in real life, it's an actual ghost town. Like nobody lives there, you know. Um, it's just—it it makes sense. It kind of seems like it kind of seems like the only people that were in that town were the people from like the actors and the extras. Yeah, this this movie sucks. Also, the film they they they, they shot the film in like sixty days or less than that, actually, in about forty-five days. Yeah, you you could tell. Like I said. It, <laughs> There, there is, there is not one single thing that I can say that's positive about this film. This, like, and like I told you guys before the park, the podcast started, or maybe during the podcast, I don't know because I'm, I'm so, this, this movie has me so fogged up. It's not even funny. This movie makes Dragon Ball Evolution look like an Oscar winner. Okay. Which, <laughs> which, 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 which? Hold on. It's funny, and and because now now that I'm looking at this, the, the film was nominated for three Golden Raspberry Awards. Um, it had the worst supporting actor, which was Bull himself, 
the worst supporting actor, which was Troyer himself, the worst director, which was Bo himself, and it ended up winning worst director, right? But, but it actually won two awards at the Hoboken International Fan F- Film Festival for best director and best of festival. What the hell kind of movies were they showing at this festival? That must have been the only movie that they showed. <laughs> this or was the movie that I don't want to mention. So I can't really knock it because it's award-winning Postal. Mm, it, it, dude, wow. it's just... Ugh. It's regional. It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. You know what I'm saying? So I have a bad taste in um, my mouth. Yeah, that that's all I got for you guys. I I mean, you know, the I can't I can't I can't um kill any more brain cells over this movie. The, I did it because of the podcast. I'm never doing it again. Never doing it again. So <laughs> I'm just saying, it's never really say never. Bad. Just never it's say really never. Bad. Be careful. Be very careful with that. All right. The character so, has a dialogue while the other guy is taking the shit on the toilet in, in full view of the of everybody and stuff. There's full frontal nudity. It, it's just it's a disgusting movie. Uh, sorry. You know, there may be fans of it and and you know, I apologize if if you love this film. I apologize. just don't. <laughs> so, there's no apologies. It doesn't sound like there's any apologies necessary for this particular film. And it's not like you know UV Bowl it, it, has it, made it's something sad that's because I, I always look at a movie in terms of how much work is being done, and, and I feel bad for everybody that put, you know, all their blood, sweat, and tears in this film because, because you know what I'm saying? It's terrible. So, yeah, it's terrible. And, and so I, apo- I apologize to those people who spent six months working on this film, you know what I'm saying, where... All they all they did was work on this film for six months. I apologize that I apologize that you had to go through that experience. But like I said, they got paid because right? the actors themselves, the agents, told them don't go. They went against their agents' wishes, yeah. their agents' recommendations, and they said, "Do not go for a casting call for this film. Don't even be in the film." And they did it anyway, which I blows my mind. I don't even know why you won't want to do it, especially after you read the script. And and then to hear that you couldn't even pay somebody money to put it into your theater. I mean, really? <laughs> Dave Foley's in this, man. I feel I feel really bad for Dave Foley. Dave Foley is the cult leader. J.K. Simmons. Those are the only people I feel bad about. But then again, J.K. Simmons. And they must they you, know what's, you know what's worse? J.K. Simmons ad-libbed his lines. That's not script. What he said about the 9-11 people and and how they're not being heroes, that was something he ad-libbed for the movie. um, I I don't even know what to say about that. When did this movie come out? This this movie was definitely post-Spider-Man, so he was already famous. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is 2007. I don't know. I have no idea what to say about any of this. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Anyway, so um, I think that's enough depressing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> postal. I might. I, like I feel I said, like I'm ready to go postal. That, that's kind of the reason why I did. I wanted to go last because um, this would have set 
a terrible mood for the rest of the podcast. Everybody's yes, terrible. Now. All right. I told you my movie was going to be worse than yours. Well, I have to see it uh, still, yeah. I guess, right? I, really yeah, I, I got to see, I gotta see this train wreck. It's, it's the whole rubbernecking issue when you're on the highway and there's crazy traffic and it's not because anything happened oh, to anyone on your road. They're just slowing down to see the, soup the Nazis drama. The, the, the soup Nazis in this movie, man. He was Bin Laden. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> Besties like with a, George Bush. Listen, go watch this movie of... after you go. You should go watch this movie after you get a root canal. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe before. So I'll feel better like about the root canal. Uh, All right. This movie so, after you've been in a, a car accident. We got we to stop before. Yeah, we got to stop before you actually really do go first. Watch level. this movie after you have your appendix removed. I have to focus you know? as a human being for at least the rest of the day. And I'm not going to be able to do that if we continue talking about this movie. This movie sucked. <laughs> All right. Garbage. Um, All right, guys. So I think uh, that does it trash. for us. Uh, definitely does it. Maybe it hasn't done it for Walter yet, but <laughs> it definitely does it for us. You're going to rant um, about it afterwards. On that note, we're going to, at least I'm definitely checking out. <laughs> yeah, so we're leaving. I'm going to start a public campaign. I'm going to do a GoFundMe page. I am going to do a petition on, on whatever those petitions like. Never watch this movie. That movie been, there, there should be movies that should be like banned. There's been sure. petitions that to, to ask UV Bowl to retire, but it didn't work. <laughs> so petition will not work in this, in this case. You can't let him go, stop. Let him, go, let him go bunk up with Trump, please. He's, he's <laughs> Sorry, probably, I couldn't have said that. He hasn't made a movie in three years, so hopefully that means that eh, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, all right. We just we we just gotta we gotta we gotta move past this. We gotta we gotta move past this somehow. Happy right, thoughts. Guys. Happy, happy thoughts. Yeah, happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. We we uh, I'm gonna go play Ghost of Tsushima now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna go eat something. I think, and that'll be my happy place for right now. For the yeah. for all of you out there in, in, in geek land I just want to remind you once again not to be too depressed about this movie that we just talked about but no seriously Sucked. if you want to support the podcast like, rate, share subscribe to the podcast check us out on Instagram at Get Geek Podcast. check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher and iTunes um, where all of your favorite podcasts are sold. Check us out there. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations to the winner of our giveaway. Uh, yeah, and as always, um, stay geeky, my friends. <laughs>